This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to the Ots and Audibles podcast. I'm Matt Prem. Eric Scopel is with me as always. Another Oregon Duck football player has elected to leave the program in pursuit of his dreams with the NFL. We're going to break that all down coming up next here on the Odds and Audibles podcast. Before I do, I want to remind you guys that we are offering a promotion right now. Two months for $1. Yes, two months for $1, $9.95 there after that. Inside scoop, expert analysis. Read all the content across the 24-7 Sports Network. Access to Oregon Duck insiders like Eric, Kevin Wade, myself, also, our national team as well, Greg Wiggins, Steve Wiltfong, Brandon Huffman, uh, Barton Simmons. The list goes on and on in terms of national and regional writers that cover Oregon football recruiting as well, plus exclusive, exclusive recruiting coverage. And you can get all of that as well as joining a great Oregon Duck football community uh, for, two, for two months for $1, $9.95 there after that. Or if you want to save a huge chunk of change, you can sign up for an annual membership Bills out one time $75.18, but a savings of over $40 compared to the month-to-month price. All right, so Eric, uh, Diomede Lenore became the second player this week to announce he was skipping the upcoming football season for Oregon. Um, Diomede Lenore, six-foot cornerback, Salishan High School, Los Angeles, California, was going into his third year as a starter for the Ducks. He had started 27 consecutive games at cornerback for Oregon. Five career interceptions coming into this coming season. I believe that's the second most among Pac-12 players, uh, second most among a lot of the Power Five conferences as well. Uh, Missed just three tackles in 137 opportunities in his first three seasons. One of Oregon's best defenders the last few years. All-conference, second-team player uh, in the the AP. Pac-12 coaches voted him honorable mention. Uh, Was one of four defensive players to start 14 games for the Ducks in the 2019 season in which they ended it with a Pac-12 championship and a Rose Bowl championship. Uh, He was one of 13 players in the Pac-12 with an interception, fumble recovery, and a forced fumble. 47 tackles, 32 solo stops. Two and a half tackles for loss, seven pass breakups, including one in six different football games. Um, safe to say, Eric, Lenore is talented, he is productive, and he was going to be one of Oregon's best football players regardless of position. I'll say what I said, I guess, a couple of days ago when uh, Penny Sewell's decision was announced, and that's just this, this stuff sucks. But at this point, we're, we're kind of, I want to say, expecting it. But we're kind of immune to the fact that there's just weird stuff that's going to happen. Um, I mean, the world's in disarray on, in chaos. We're recording this, and I look outside. And I don't want to go out there because there's incredible smoke in the Eugene area with all the wildfires. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on. And, and from a sports perspective, you have to expect it's impacted, obviously not by the smoke, but by the pandemic and the delay of a football season. Um, and I don't think either of us, just like we said with Penne Sewell's decision a couple of days ago, 
fault the Amador's decision at all. Um, you know, in fact, this is, we should just really quickly, this is a little different circumstances. Um, the Amador had already announced back in January that he was coming back. Um, he could have made a decision in January to go pro and he would be preparing for his rookie debut this weekend, maybe in the NFL. Um, you know, I feel, I feel for him and for, and we'll talk about it, these other three seniors that decided to come back for their senior seasons and now might not have any football to play until the 2021 calendar year. Um, Diometer really was good the, point. the first one to really think about it in that, that lens. Cause when those guys got on the podium back in mid January, um, it was like, yeah, we're gung ho. We're going for a championship. We're in this. And I, you can't, it's not their fault. I think it's still the right decision for all of them. I, I felt it was at the time, but now they've lost a season of, of competition. And that sucks. Um, you know, it's a, again, it's a little different than Penne, who didn't have a decision to make in January because he wasn't even eligible really to make this consideration. Um, but for a guy like Diamador, for like Thomas Graham, Austin Fallu, and Jordan Scott, um, I think I really feel for these guys. They were they've in, in a certain way been robbed of a of a fall twenty twenty season in some form. So um, I feel for these guys. I think it's the right decision. I think Diamador has, and we'll talk about this a little bit on the podcast, I, I think he has a chance to be a real long-term NFL player with his size, his style of play. And Matt ran through some of the accolades and success and stats that he put up starting over the last two seasons at Oregon. Um, I think he could have been up for a breakout season in 2020. Um, now we will not know what would have happened. But I, I, again, I think he's somebody who has a lot upside at the next level, and, and I'm excited to kind of see what that looks like for him. Yeah, Lenore announced through Twitter, posted a long, really thought out, well-said well message, addressed a lot of things, but the very first paragraph that he, he opens it with, and I'm going to read that part of it, and it's, quote, I came back to the University of Oregon excited to play out my senior season as a duck. I couldn't wait to strap up with my brothers one last time and win a national championship. Unfortunately, life doesn't always go as planned. My senior season has been canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and though, although I am disappointed, I'm learning to trust God's plan and I'm excited for the future. He later uh, gives some thanks uh, to people out of Oregon, to his coaches, to his support staff, uh, to the academics, to his players and teammates. Uh, he also gives thanks out to the fans um, and then says at the end, a lifelong dream of mine has been to say these words. So without further ado, I will be declaring for the 2021 NFL draft. Thank you, Oregon. Go Ducks. Tiamade Lenore, and you hit the nail on the head. That not only does this suck from uh, a, an Oregon perspective, where they just lost one of their best players, regardless of position. Yep. This is a guy who bet on himself that he wasn't going to get hurt, he wasn't going to hurt his draft stock, and was only going to improve it. And instead of going to the NFL a year early, in which it totally could have made sense for him to do, and no one would have faulted him for that, he chose to come back. And he chose to try and position Oregon in a position to, to win a, a, another Pac-12 championship, to get into the college football playoff, and to try and win a national championship. The program is first. He put his personal gains on the line for the betterment of a football program. And now, unfortunately, and, and it, it, it kind of stings to say this, it kind of cost him because it never really hit in my mind, Eric, until you've just mentioned it now, that he literally, if he had done – what I think a lot of people could have would, would do, and that's, hey, you know what? I've given three years to this program. I'm in a position to make a lot of money, life-changing money, to fulfill a dream. I can come back and get, you know, I, I think he's graduated too at that point. He is, yeah. 
and, and yeah. everything is set up for me to go now. I'm going to go now and get and, and start getting paid. He passed up on that for, for the betterment of something bigger than himself. And unfortunately now he's going to lose out on a rookie year in which he could have been making millions of dollars. And that's that, I mean, if you want to talk about culture and you want to talk about teammates, you know, you know, putting themselves behind the betterment of, of, something bigger than them this is what you're talking about lenore was willing to risk not playing i mean obviously we didn't know about the pandemic at the time but right you know he was willing to take a risk and unfortunately it didn't pay out for him and that and that really stinks from just a personal you know level on lenore's part because i'm with you i think he could be a very good corner at the next level and someone who has a future of of multiple contracts in the NFL, and now he's just going to have to wait another year. Uh, but hopefully, you know, he, he stays healthy. Hopefully, he is able to train and, and keep himself in shape. Um, I'm really curious to see kind of just what his scale is going to be like from a, a from a draft perspective because he is very talented. Um, but I don't know if he's necessarily a, a, a round one or a round two lock as well. I don't think so either. And I'll be honest, I was just trying to do some research on his draft stock and because he didn't announce for the draft last year and there were still a ways away from the 2021 draft, there's really not a whole lot of prognosis that at least that I found with a quick search on, on Google and Twitter. So I, I don't know if he's a first day, second day player, maybe even he's going to be a, a fourth or fifth round pick. I don't know. Um, I, I think it's going to be a bizarre draft to prepare for as an NFL organization because you're going to have players that you want to take who will have a full year without having played college football. I mean, that's just kind of – this whole thing is kind of weird. And, and will there be some sort of combine in place um, by the time that they're preparing for a draft? Will a player like D'Amador basically be, be relying on two seasons of college film? Could that hurt his draft stock? Could that benefit him long-term in terms of he maybe lands in – a better spot. I don't know, but all of these things are these crazy. There's so much uncertainty. And I think this really, this whole situation really epitomizes it. Like we said earlier, I think the, the sacrifice D'Amador and these other seniors made back in January was a huge one. And it was a big sacrifice and the uncertainty of life and our, you know, the one of the most chaotic years ever has really created some bizarre, unexpected consequences for these decisions, which, I think at face value, at least look to have been, um, you, you know, for the betterment of the team rather than the benefit of, you know, the betterment of the individual. And, and that they go hand in hand because Diamond would have gotten a lot, I think, from playing this year on a big stage, taking his game to another level. But just it's just crazy to think about everything that's impacted by this pandemic, how it's impacted, and a player like Diamador at least financially impacted, I think, directly by this. Um, you know, you, you only have so many years in the NFL where you can be making that kind of money. And, um, you know, Lenore, I think, kind of lost a year here. But again, not through any fault of his own. It's just bizarre circumstances. Um, I feel for him. I, I, I think these decisions now, and, and we'll probably talk about this in a second here, we could see a couple other of his teammates make similar decisions here in the next couple of weeks. I, I just hope Oregon fans aren't faulting these players because these circumstances are so bizarre, so unexpected. As he wrote in his tweet, he was here to win a championship at Oregon. That was no longer a possibility. And he had to ultimately make a decision that went against what his gut and his initial decision was. So um, strange times. I feel for the I'm going to miss watching him play just like I'll miss watching Penny Sewell play. Cause 
boy, he was a great lockdown bump and run physical corner. Oregon has had a lot of good corners in the last 10 to 20 years, but I think he's, you know, I wouldn't say he's like the top guy, but he certainly deserves to be in the conversation amongst those guys. And, and who knows what the conversation would be if he would have had a, a senior season. Now, I think the other part of this is who replaces Diomene Lenore in the starting lineup? Obviously, Thomas Graham is still on the roster. I, I, I think if we're being honest here and we're being, we're being true to ourselves and true to the listener, Duck fan better be prepared for Thomas Graham to do something very similar to what Diomene Lenore has done and go, and go pro sit out the season. Yeah. If, if I was Thomas Graham, that's what I'm doing. But, look, I, I'm not going to say it's for certain. I'm not going to say it's a lock. Uh, you know, we all, we've always learned in every situation that things can be fluid and some unexpected things do happen from time to time. That being said, I, for now, let's include Thomas Graham on the roster because, to be fair, he hasn't announced his intentions. Um, we don't know for sure what they are, but if I were him, I would sit out. But nonetheless, he hasn't said anything, so we're going to include him on the list as a, as a player on the roster projected to start as a senior. Who starts opposite Thomas Graham in place of Diomede Lenore? I think the wild card um, for me is – real, real quick, before we, before we go into who, who we think wins this job, the loss of Lenore is big, and I'm not trying to downplay his production because he is an NFL player. But does Oregon have the depth, Eric, where you still feel confident with the roster currently as it's constructed? Thomas Graham on the roster, Javon Holland, another guy that could do what Lenore, uh, do what Penny Sewell did and, and declare uh, early before his junior year and sit out. He's still here, though. Um, Pickett, Breeze, uh, Verone McKinley, talented players, Michael Wright. Does this defense still have enough pieces in your mind where – Lenore loss stings, but it's not a death blow. I don't think it's a death blow. I think the talent in the secondary is really deep. And, you know, and in fact, I think when Graham and Lenore were in that consideration process after the Rose Bowl where they hadn't finalized a decision, I kind of felt like, well, if they lose one of those guys, it's not going to hurt that much because let's be real. Mikhail Wright is, is the real deal and probably going to be the highest drafted corner of this group. Probably one of the highest drafted corners to ever come out of Oregon when he does go pro whenever that is, because there's so many on <laughs> so much uncertainty. I don't even know when we can really realistically pencil him into doing something like that, but he's a player who has NFL potential NFL future. There's no doubt about it. He was tremendous as a freshman. Um, it was always going to be kind of a weird situation to have a player of his caliber, not starting. Um, so I think they've got the piece there to replace a Lenore. Um, you know, it's not going to be quite the same level. They're different kind of players. Um, you know, uh, I think Wright and Graham are probably more similar than Lenore and Wright are, if I'm completely honest. So that it may be an adjustment thing. It might be a thing where Graham plays that corner spot that, uh, that Lenore played last year and Wright stays in the spot Graham has played if he's on the roster. And now that's the part where I do get a little concerned, though, is if you do see, let's say, Graham and Holland, and I think, I don't, again, we don't know anything for certain. I think there are certainly decent odds they both make that decision. I, losing three starters, three NFL caliber players, three all-conference caliber defensive backs, would be, I think would potentially be a death blow. Um, I think the defense could still be really, really good, um, but they wouldn't be anywhere near as good as what we thought. And uh, you talk about replacing a Lenore. I think, yeah, you've got Mikhail Wright. 
that works. I think if you're talking about replacing a Thomas Graham, you're now looking at uh, is a guy like Dante Manning going to be ready? How's what's, what's the latest on DJ James and TriQuest Bridges? Um, can Oregon get something out of these other players in the 2020 class? Can someone in 2021 possibly enroll and be on the team too? And then if you lose Javon Holland, I mean, that's probably the hardest one to replace. Uh, I mean, Verone McKinley, possibly. Um, but it's tough. And I think you lose Lenore and you go, that's obviously not best case scenario, but you can deal with it. It's hard to expect any position group to lose three players from it and not miss a beat and not be significantly worse than they were before, especially when it's three players with the experience of, of Holland, Graham, and Lenore. And we should also note that I don't, we don't have any information on this, but like, could someone like Brady Breeze or Nick Pickett make a decision too, just because of trying to protect themselves for the NFL? I, I don't have any information on that, but um, this could get real kooky based upon the eligibility of a lot of these players. Now, I, I, I'm with you. I think individually, Oregon has the depth where they can they can sustain a departure like this and still be the best secondary in the country, or still be you know, a, a top five defense in the country yeah. statistically, since we're not really going to be certain when Oregon plays and, and whatnot, but they are going to play. That's what they're saying right now um, for a, a January or winter type season. But how many more they, you know, can they take before that, that dip hits? That's, I think that's the question, you know, maybe one or two more, and then maybe things uh, really take a step back from what Oregon could do. Now, who replaces Diamante Lenore at, at, at this spot? For me, Eric, it's obvious. It's, it's Michael Wright. And, and you mentioned kind of that, you know, Wright was more of Graham's backup than um, Lenore's backup. But I still think that the Ducks can figure out a way where they can maybe swap, you know, swap fields. Uh, one's boundary, one's, one's field. Um, but at the same time, I'm looking at this group and thinking, Michael Wright is – going to be one of the better players in the Pac-12, let alone Horgan. Yeah. Uh, hard to keep him off the football field. And looking at this, he's going to be a guy that, that you just have to start and you, make, and you make it work, and it's going to work, and they'll still be really good with Michael Wright as a corner. I mean, Pro Football Focus, um, th- who does a lot of grading from a college perspective, they released back in February the top 10 players returning in the Pac-12 in 2020. Penny Sewell was their number one pick. He's obviously gone pro. Javon Holland was number two. Elijah Molden was number three. Michael Wright was number four, even though he didn't start the year uh, as a true freshman at Oregon. Diombe Lenore wasn't even listed in the top ten. Uh, Thomas Graham was eight. So, you know, it, there was also another duck. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau was seventh. But from a DB perspective, Michael Wright was the fourth best player in the Pac-12 returning in pro football focuses eyes and their second best corner above two, two expected seniors. Yeah, and that's why, again, I think you can, you can make up for losing Lenore with a guy like Wright. And again, I, I think there's enough depth right now that if Lenore is the only departure, I still feel really good. I mean, it, I mean you could, I think you even throw Verona McKinley in theory into like, could you see some reshuffling where maybe Javon Holland slides and plays corner full-time for a season and now you have Verone at nickel or Verone goes and plays corner and, and I mean I think you have some op- options here is what I'm getting I think right ultimately is clearly the guy but I think you could get creative and, and maybe if Graham does go you can slide some stuff around and it'll work out but I again I think 
this is a, if you lose one or two guys, okay kind of thing. But if you end up losing three, maybe more than that somehow, um, it gets real problematic fast. And, and I think that's the, that's the thing you have to be just a little bit wary of is, is these are such un, like you said earlier, I mean, there's just so much uncertainty and you just kind of have to be prepared for everything. And I'm sure Oregon has all sorts of contingency plans in place. We should note that, you know, if Lenore and Graham were both to go pro, um, Oregon would have three returning cornerbacks off scholarship from last year's team. And one of those was Tricrest Bridges who redshirt. So it would be Michael Wright and DJ James who were both freshmen last year returning. So you are looking at a very, very young group. Um, those are true freshman players last year. Um, if they lose both those guys, there's a lot of youth there, a lot of talent there. Obviously mentioned Dante Manning and some of these other 2020 guys that would be coming in, but it would be, um, it'd be tough. So we'll, I, you know, we don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but certainly something to keep an eye on and, and keep in mind when you're thinking about how this defensive backfield looks going forward. Um, there could, in theory, be a couple of more uh, opt-outs. I think the, the real debate for me, I, I'm to the point where, and we'll wrap it up with this, and I want to get your comments on it, but I'm, I'm at the point where I think it's pretty much a, a, a guarantee my kill right will be the starter in place of Lenore, unless Thomas Graham also goes. But currently, you just swap Michael Wright in for, for Diamond Lenore. And the battle then becomes who is the third cornerback of this group? Because Javon Holland's at nickel. Do they look at Jamal Hill, a, a sophomore who has played in – you know, he played in 14 games for the Ducks, a three-star recruit was a safety coming out of high school. So he's less more, he's less of a traditional corner. Uh, do they look to DJ James, a sophomore who played in 13 games, a, a true corner out of Alabama, three-star recruit, um, played, a, played a ton of football for Oregon last year as a reserve um, when Oregon needed multiple DBs. Do they look at, at maybe going with that, you know, really – hard-hitting you know, safety tandem of Nick Pickett and Brady Breeze? And, and does that allow Verone McKinley to stay on the field by moving him over to cornerback and being in the position there? Um, and then there's also, like you said, Triquez Bridges uh, and Dante Manning. Bridges played one game for Oregon. Dante Manning's a five-star. I think corner is probably one of the few positions out there where there's a pretty easy transition from high school to college where we often see – uh, across the country, it's happened at Oregon multiple times. Thomas Graham and, and Diamond Lenore were, were two of them that played a ton of football. Michael Wright, another, as true freshmen. Thomas Graham started as a true freshman. We've seen it happen a ton of times. So it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities to see a, a Michael Wright start. But I really think the, the battle is going to be for that third cornerback spot right now. Who is that guy? Is, is it Jamal Hill? Is it DJ James? Is it Dante Manning? Do, does Oregon move Verone McKinley from safety back to corner where he started his true freshman year playing that position? He didn't start, but that's where he played. Right. Um, I think that's going to be the question. Is who is that third corner now for Oregon? I, I think it's the big one. The depth there suddenly goes from being you had a surplus of NFL guys to you could be at kind of a deficit. And, uh, you know, if we're going to get really kooky here, um, could you move some guys? I mean, Daywood Davis would be the logical one to probably move back. He's played receiver yeah. and, and cornerback in the past. Um, I, I'm guessing that's something that will be discussed or considered. 
Um, another one here, if you're really getting kooky, and again, this is a bizarre season, so maybe maybe this, you just throw this out there and actually consider it. Like a guy like Jalen Red was a really big time corner recruit out of high school. Um, we know he's been an awesome wide receiver. I probably don't want to take him off offense, but if you're in a pinch here, could he do kind of a little bit of what Charles Nelson did? Gosh, what was that five or six years ago, where he plays select snaps on defense as a as kind of a, you know a utility corner nickel. And then plays obviously primarily offense and as a return guy. I, again, I, that's totally hypothetical and probably the, the least likely of the things we mentioned. But I do think you're going to see them get creative with moving some players around. Um, you know, they've already moved Triquez Bridges from safety to corner. Oregon still has quite a few safeties on the roster. Maybe a guy you mentioned, McKinley, he's the logical one. You mentioned Hill. Could we see like a Steve Stevens get some cross training over at corner? I, I think they're going to get pretty creative here if. And they're going to be forced to get pretty creative here if we see Graham and Holland follow suit um, and declare uh, like Diamond Lenore did. And, and I think there are some op- options on the roster, um, both sides of the football, that we could in theory see play a little corner. Um, obviously, best case, though, and, and what everybody would be rooting for if you're just thinking Oregon-centric here is both Graham and Holland come back this upcoming season. And this defense you know, is down one player but not – three superstar star players. It's going to do it for us here on this Odds and Audible's podcast. Thank you for listening. Again, if recap, Diamond Lenora, Oregon's starting senior cornerback, has declared for the 2021 NFL Draft, will not be playing his senior year. and Instead, will be sitting out training, getting himself ready. And Eric and I are totally on board with that idea, completely understand it. Uh, but it, nonetheless, it's still difficult to take take in uh, another player having to you know give up his senior his his year because of COVID-19 um, another thing just taken away from us but as we've hopefully shown you or at least you know talk things out that the Ducks do have some options do have some talent waiting in the wings uh, a lot of possibilities coming their way for where Oregon could be going next and replacing Diomede Lenore Eric Scopel, myself, Matt Prem, you've been listening to the Austin Audible's podcast. Talk to you later, folks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.